Welcome to the Retro Rejects Podcast with your hosts, NES Complex and Vintage Video Game Geek. Hello everyone and welcome to the Retro Rejects Gaming Podcast. Today is November 4th, 2013, and this is a special episode because it is Mailbag Mania number two. This Number two. Yes, and I failed to introduce my wonderful co-host, Chris. And yes, hey, thank you, thank you. Hey, that's okay that you forgot to introduce me. You seem a little more like, like subdued. Have you been drinking Nyquil or something? Well, no, I drink some decaf coffee. Um, But decaf doesn't actually relax you, right? It just doesn't (laughs) pump you up. It's, it's not like the opposite of caffeine. It's just not caffeine. Correct. And today's podcast is is brought to you by generic black English breakfast tea. That was the cheapest tea on sale. Because expensive tea is for babies. Uh, <laughs> yes. So um, if you missed Mailbag Mania number one, and by the way, I am, I am kind of going to do a unilateral decision. I'm just going to rename episode oh. 2.5. <laughs> no, um, that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to rename it Mailbag Mania number one. Yeah, I agree. Having 2.5 and then uh, not another 0.5 until 7.5 is just weird. It's kind of an OCD thing. I agree. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Definitely was bothering me, so I feel much better now. (laughs) Well, you sent me an email about that, and I was like, yeah. yeah." And I knew where you were going with it, of course. Okay. Awesome. Who cares? So we're just going to, we're not going to talk about anything else except for the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. That's when we look at the mail in the fake bag. Okay. Greg is laughing. <laughs> Greg loves that buffer. It's his favorite he, part of the show. <laughs> yeah, I actually was talking to him the other day, and he asked me to play it. He wanted to hear it again. Maybe he, you could, he could make it his ringtone or something like that. Perfect. That would be yes. awesome. Um, but, but you know, you got to charge him for that, like 99 cents or what's yeah, the going rate for a, a ringtone these days? Well, I think we should go 129 on that one. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get started. Uh, our first question comes from the Gmail account, and that's just one of many ways that you can send us your questions. You can write us an email at retrorejectspodcast at gmail.com. And so this question, it's a two-part question, comes to us from Trollhammer X. Dude, I just have to say that that is one of the coolest names ever. It is. Trollhammer. Trollhammer. I want to see, like, um, I want to see an avatar, though. I haven't seen his avatar. Yeah. I don't. don't, Trollhammer X. I'm not familiar with this gentleman at all. Um, I don't know if he has a YouTube channel, but he should. And and he should just go around hammering trolls all the time. That should be his thing. Just like look through people's comments and say things back to the trolls. Right, right. Hammer the trolls. Excellent. All right. So he asks, number one, what is your favorite Steven Spielberg directed movie? I think that the Indiana Jones movies, of course, they they hold a, a special place in my heart. But like just thinking of all the movies he's made, he's made so many amazing movies. Uh, uh, like Schindler's List and and you know the one that I'm about to say he, he's made so many movies that kind of broke ground and so for me I'd have to say Saving Private Ryan 
that scene when they're storming the beach yep. and the carnage that's there. I think I feel like for too long, Hollywood glossed over what war is like and as gruesome and graphic and painful as it was at times to watch some of it. That was that. I mean, that's about as real as you can get at that time, you know, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite things about it is I forget the name of the character, but when they were at in the heat of the Private battle, Ryan. The, no, it's a, I think it, I forget his um, name. I don't know. No, okay. not him either. Sorry. But the, the, that guy, he, he just had fear. He was so afraid to move. He was so afraid to act. He froze up all the time. Yeah. You know, I felt like uh, among everyone that was in the squad, you really had a little bit of every type of person that you could have. And I think that people could identify with all of them. And I've used the example of that character many times in my classroom when, it, you know, anyone who's ever seen it, mostly when I taught eighth grade U.S. history. But I've used that example because all, all these kids think that they'd go into war and they just go guns blazing like a video game. And they're so wrong. If you were in that moment, you might be that guy. You might be hiding in fearful. And it doesn't matter how big or strong you are. It's a scary thing. Okay. Well, I just want to say that I would not be that guy. Um, I would be the guy that would be killing everybody and was being a stud. That would be me. (laughs) And I'll tell you what. You bring up that guy, and I hate that guy. because that one he was afraid? Yeah, because he just sat there while his buddy got killed. And the German soldier, he saw this this guy like sitting there cowering on the floor and and he wasn't even worthy to be killed by him. Like he just kind of looked at him and just kind of walked away. That that just pissed me off. And then they try to no, rede- they try to redeem his character because later on he like kills a few bad guys. Like I'm like, whoop de doo, where were you when your buddy was getting stabbed in the heart? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's not a good character. The <laughs> point the point is no, the point is that it showed all the sides of war, all the sides of the types of people that go into those situations. Yes. And that's what I appreciated about it. You know, his character, as bad as it was, it's just so memorable. And so like it is like memorable. you said, watching his buddy get killed, it's like heart wrenching. And when you can pull that sort of thing off in a film, you know, and, yeah. and the char- it worked so well uh, on top of everything else, what they were sacrificing just to save one brother. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a great movie. And of course, Tom Hanks is phenomenal and yeah, as usual. So that's well, my choice. It's it's a good one. And and actually, I'm reminded that I don't actually own a copy of this movie. Uh-oh. And I need to I need to remedy this because it really is a good one. Um, OK, so for me, um, I'm just going to go with Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's my favorite of of the three uh, of that franchise. To me, it was like a magical movie um, from our childhood, and absolutely, it, it's just it's iconic. And there's really nothing else that can be said, in my opinion. There's nothing, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's uh, honestly, I probably would have chose one of the Indiana Jones movies, but you called dibs on them. So I did. I answered first. Yes, um, and uh, it would have been totally sports. lame if you like one of the other ones but i you know since you bring up raiders of the lost ark there are a lot of memorable moments and it is i'm not sure if i like that one better or last crusade yeah it's it's a toss yeah like i i remember i went to last crusade i was there at like the opening premiere like i actually went to a special engagement where it was before the actual release we waited in line for hours and they gave us like a poster and like all this swag for going to see it nice it was excellent excellent I saw so it I have, a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think the other ones I was a little bit too young and my yeah. parents didn't let me. Uh, but that one, I was in high school by that point. So uh, I got to see that in the theater. And yeah, maybe that's part of why it blew my mind. But, you know, Last Crusade with the uh, choose what you have chosen wisely, you know, all that sort of thing. And right. by that point, having the third movie, every movie has the girl and it's like a slightly different girl. Every movie has its critter, whether it's snakes or bugs or rats, you know. Mm-hmm. And then for Sean Connery, who Spielberg and Lucas both flat out said, Indiana Jones is James Bond in the archaeological world. That's what they were trying to do. Yeah. Make James Bond. So he's a ladies' man and he's like, uh, you know, really clever, gets into crazy situations and always gets out. Yeah. To have Sean Connery be his dad. Junior. It was perfect. So ex- yeah. Yeah, perfect. So I, I think to me that one edges out Raiders. For me, it's Raiders and it's probably the nostalgia factor a little bit as well. Um, all right, so we have a part two to this question. Now, what is your favorite retro game based on a Steven Spielberg-involved franchise? So he kind of opens it up now. It just it, it could be, you know, he's the director or the executive producer, the writer. He doesn't have to be the director. Uh, so what, what would be your favorite retro game associated with Mr. Spielberg? When I go through the, the list of all the movies he's been involved in, you know, there's some great franchises, but I have to stick with Indiana Jones greatest adventures on the super Nintendo. And I know here I am super Nintendo, but uh, it's just true. Uh, It came out about the same time as return of the Jedi on super Nintendo. And it's got that same, you know, factor five developed LucasArts, that same exact feel to it as the star Wars games on super Nintendo. But, um, but with all the Indiana Jones flair. And so it goes through all the movies. Yep. Actually, I haven't beat it. I'll be honest. I haven't it, either. It's yeah, hard. It's a, yeah. There are times it's just trial and error. And I don't like trial and error usually. But I actually gave this one a fair go deeper than I usually do with trial and error games. Because I just was having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I just love the way they incorporate so much of that feel. It does feel like an Indiana Jones game mm-hmm. more than any other Indiana Jones game I've played. Yes. You know? Um, so and it's funny because I kind of mentioned that game an episode or two ago is like one of those underrated games. Oh, yeah. Um, and I also mentioned my pick for Steven Spielberg, which is Jurassic Park on the Genesis. I mentioned that oh. last episode. Yeah, yeah, you did. Ask me about Genesis games. So I'm going to I'm going to recycle that answer because it really is my favorite retro game you know associated with steven spielberg and and uh and i'll also point out again that it's different than the super nintendo version so definitely go with the with the genesis dress yeah could, i know you mentioned it a little bit last episode but can you talk more about how this plays like yeah uh, it's just like a straight-up platformer. You play as Dr. Grant, and you have a whole bunch of different kinds of weapons, and you're you're just trying to get from point A to point B. And, you know, there's all these dinosaurs that are trying to kill you, and, you know, uh, I still... the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, but it's cool, because there's, like there's, like, a taser gun. There's, like, grenades you can get, like, gas grenades. You can kind of, like, stun the dinosaurs and run past them. See, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And then there's like, yeah, there's a there's like a part where like the T-Rex kind of smashes, you know, through the wall kind of at the end. And so you have to like strategically maneuver to get past him. Oh, cool. It's pretty good as far as platformers go. 
and the music and everything is really good. The colors are great. Well, that's awesome. That's an awesome question, too, because it's almost like we got a retro pick yeah. <laughs> in here in the mailbag. That's awesome. All right, so now we got to go all the way back up. 428, right? 428. Yes. Raleigh. Yeah. Is that pronounced Raleigh? Daniel Lynn Raleigh. Like Sir Walter Raleigh, who invented the cigarette? Or Raleigh, North Carolina. Which is named after um, Walter Raleigh. I didn't know. Had tobacco farms. in. <laughs> Stop being a teacher. Oh, sorry. Okay, are you going to take this question? Stop being a, a shoe salesman. <laughs> All right. I don't get it. Oh, I'm just pretending about your mystery job. Oh, oh okay, got it. Yeah. Because yeah. I also tell, told everyone you're a bald man. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is from, this is also from YouTube. No, and, no, no. I'm not also. Sorry. Sorry. Let me start over. Let yeah. me start over. <laughs> this question is from YouTube, and it's from Daniel in Raleigh. And uh, his question is, is there a particular Game Boy Mega Man game you guys like? So, Vintage, what about you? Yes. So I'm not a huge Mega Man person. Um, I I don't have any of the NES games because it's expensive. What? Yeah. <laughs> None. But here, here's what I did to remedy the situation: is I bought the Mega Man collections on the PS2. Okay. No, wait a second though. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. You have OCD when it comes to completionism. Right. Are you okay with this? I am because I'm I'm saying that I think the PS2 versions are actually the superior versions. Uh, because because I think they allow you to use the slide in Mega Man 1 and 2. I don't know. I don't know about that. Hmm. I, I could be wrong, but one thing that I think it does do though is it lets you rotate your weapons with the shoulder buttons, which you could I think it does that. Think, right? You couldn't yeah, you couldn't do that before, so that's useful. But this is not answering the question. This is just no, it's not precursor no, it's, to the question attacking you, right? For the inane that you don't own a Mega Man, any of them on the NES. I don't understand this. I guess, but knowing you, if you got one of them, then you'd be screwed. You'd have to get them all. Well, that's the problem. And there's so I should so give you Mega Man two for Christmas, and then you'll get screwed. No, you can't no, I do, that. do that. Too. No, you can't I won't do, that do it. Too. I'm just kidding. So in my in my mind, I I own all the Mega Mans on the NES and the and the Super Nintendo and the PS One because I have the Mega Man X collection as well. Um, and so that's good enough for me. Um, Do you have X Eight? Oh, okay. So I have X Seven. I don't have X Eight, but it is on my wish list. I I saw an X Eight in Portland. And they wanted twenty bucks for it, and I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, you'll find it eventually. Yeah, but anyway, right. to answer the question, um, <laughs> I I actually have the Zero series on Game Boy Advance, so I have all like, what are there like four of four. them? Yeah, f- so I have all of those, and I really enjoy them. I don't have any of the Mega Man, like the original Game Boy games, again, because there's a, there's a bunch of them and they're generally kind of expensive. So I, I just, for me, I, I stick to the Zero series and I've not beaten any of the games, but I do enjoy them and, you know, for picking up and playing. 
Mega Man is one of my favorite franchises, like without question. And I've played through almost all of them and completed almost all of them. I bought like a PlayStation One back in the day for Mega Man X four and five, and then I didn't get six. But yeah, absolutely. Um, You you say you were disappointed by the Zero series? No, 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 no. I'm not disappointed by that. Oh, I. No, I I was disappointed with the Game Boy Mega Man games. Oh, okay. Because I felt like, and this is true of a lot of Game Boy games, where they kind of just take the NES game mm-hmm. and like shrink it. Right. But I felt like the like Mega Man One on Game Boy is well, I got it when it came out. Like as a kid, I had it, and it just felt like way more difficult. I actually have one in my hand, and I think it says Mega Man Doctor Wily's, Wily's Revenge. Revenge. Yeah. Is that different than Mega That's Man one. 1? No, that is Mega Man 1. Okay, I have that one. I, it's hard to explain. I, I just didn't I didn't get into it, you know? I, I loved the NES games. The first, That's like one of these seminal moments in my life. I went to my neighbor's house, and he had Mega Man 2 running, and uh, we p- played Flashman stage. That was the first thing I saw of Mega Man. I'd never heard of Mega Man. Played Flashman, and I said, I've got to get this. And I have a picture at Christmas when I was a kid of getting Mega Man 2 from my grandparents and uh, I still have that copy my original Mega Man 2 and so after I found out how awesome that was I went to the store and they still had Mega Man 1 and uh, you know sometimes prequels would disappear back in those days but but they had Mega Man 1 so I bought it I still have a mint perfectly mint boxed copy of Mega Man 1 it's beautiful one of my favorite things in my collection I love that um, that one was a lot different, though, I have to say. You know, it's uh, without the password and stuff. But then Mega Man 3 came out, and I know a lot of people say Mega Man 2 is the best. I kind of, I agree, but more for nostalgic reasons. But if you look at it really on paper, Mega Man 3 adds so much to the equation with the addition of, like, the slide and, uh, you know, charging and stuff. I believe it. Yeah, that's where charging started, right? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm trying, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get that mixed up, because... I have beat Mega Man 3 several times, but I'm like, you know, there's so many. I'm getting yeah. kind of screwed up in my mind. You know, I think we but, have really gracious listeners. I don't oh, think yeah, they're, don't think they're going to beat you up on this. They're they pretty might. cool listeners. Well, they are cool listeners, but yeah. they still might beat me up on this. Well, that's okay. But I'm not answering the question either. You're um, not answering. I actually, yeah. <laughs> I have all five of them on the Game Boy. Okay. And to be honest, it, I got them in a phase when I was just putting way much into a Game Boy collection. And so I have not played them, but I've heard many, many people say that five is the best. So I probably should be smart and just play five and and see if that's true. Okay. Because I love Mega Man. I mean the X series is my favorite, but mm-hmm. but I should give it a shot. So um next question comes to us from YouTube and it's from Gay Statue. He wants to know how old are you guys? I am I am 35, but I'm going to be 36 in two weeks from this very day. Really? I need to mark this down. Yeah, November 18th. I share a birthday with Mickey Mouse. November 18th. And also, on my birthday, YouTube is supposedly making these big changes with content ID, and they're going to be giving more strikes, more copyright violations, more happy fun. Oh, jeez. I keep getting... You know, I uncoupled my... G plus account or whatever the heck it's called. Google plus. 
<laughs> and I, wow. I deleted it. And so now they're back on my case again. And they're like, do you want to leave comments? You need to sign up for Google Plus. Yeah. I, I'm like, I, no. Look, if they're doing this like with their content stuff, I would be willing to bet there's other changes on November 18th. And that might be one of them. Okay. You might be stuck, dude. And what is your social security number? Um, five, 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 one. Okay. Got it. Um, and I am also 35 and my birthday is in March of next year. So <laughs> it's in for- March of every year. dude. <laughs> yeah. And Chris hey. is older than me by so many months, but I'm much Five-ish. better looking. Yeah. Well, that is true. <laughs> But you're but quite a handsome devil. But he's taller than I am. Am I? Yeah. I'm thinner than you are too. That's true. Uh, anyway, we're we're two different people, and but we're the same age at least for the next two weeks. Yeah, and then I'll have to call you kiddo and whippersnapper <laughs> and stuff. And I'll call you old for a few months. Yeah. Old, yeah, call me old man. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next question. Yeah, the next question is from Gmail, and this is from Hector Linko. Oh, wait, no, I need to read this one. Why? Because it's addressed to me? Yeah. Okay, Chris, how long did it take you to get your NES collection beefed up once you started collecting? I've spent lots of money this past year and only have 300 titles. I started with the classic and common titles, but I still need the great titles. Well, Hector, that is a wonderful question. Poor vintage. You could answer this too, though. You know, you no. should. No, NA. Yeah, because you're not a real collector if you don't have the Mega Man games. I know, know? I know. I, I'm, so, I, I like NES, but I'm I'm the, not I'm not as hardcore fanboy as you are. I'm not a fanboy of NES. I mean, I'd have to call my channel NES Complex or something. <laughs> like Gosh. Oh, that's funny. so. Basically, the thing is that I've been collecting since I was eight years old. You know, the first time I saw a game uh, for NES was probably Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, right? And uh, just seeing all the cool little things that happened in that game that didn't happen in Atari games, where you touch a mushroom and you'd grow. That was crazy back then. Or or like uh, running on the top of World 1-2. You know, that kind of thing you never saw in previous systems it was just revolutionary and so i knew like even back then this is revolutionary i got to have it and I, I just wanted to get as many games as i could and fortunately for me i had a rich friend named jason and jason would get games for his birthday games for christmas multiple games he'd get like his, his birthday five or ten games i mean it was ridiculous and so he looking at me and my pathetic collection you know, he would trade me two games and just get one for me from me and he didn't care because he knew he'd get 10 more games for his birthday um and so what would happen though is funny i think i mentioned this before on an earlier episode but he would then miss a game that he traded to me and he'd want it back and so he'd give me two more games for one game and so by doing this i was able to amass you know about 40 or 50 games just from trades pretty much you know i'd get a few here and there for christmas and birthday like Every once in a while, usually the bargain bin or $20 games, but, but I, I built it up. But then like, as far as collecting to get like in the hundreds, I kind of thought one time, you know, you could, if you just got 10 games a month and look, going to swap meets, you can find 10 games a month. 
it, at usually if they're only asking like three dollars or less, you're talking thirty bucks a month. Thirty bucks a month to to just build it up really fast, and that's kind of what I did. And so over the course of several years of collecting, you build up a lot, and you know getting five hundred doesn't take that long. And over the course of a, of the months, it actually doesn't cost that much either. It's just, are you willing to shell out the cash for the big titles, you know? Yeah. Now, so you have about 500? Yeah, the, the max, uh, I think the, the highest number I had was about 500. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact number, but I've really slowed down on that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and you're not, you're not going for like a complete U.S. collection or no, anything like I that. Mean, I was at, at one point, but the truth is like, you know, I got rid of some, mm-hmm. uh, I just would look at them on the shelf and be like, man, am I ever going to play, you know, Jordan versus Bird? No, not. <laughs> Never going to play that. And so, like, I, I really, like, trimmed it down and got it to my elite favorite games. And I love looking at my games now and I just say, every one of them is good. Yeah. Every single one that I have is good. I mean, I still have some that aren't, you know. Right. But but I'm really happy to look, knowing that I could close my eyes and pull a game off my shelf, and I would love playing it. Yep, it's a good, it's a good feeling. It's like, it's almost a, a cathar- Is it cathartic? Cathart? What's the word? Uh, I know what you're thinking. Cathargic. I don't know. Gosh, now I gotta look it up. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Cathargic. Cathargic. Um, okay. What is the definition of cathargic? Cathargic. The more you say it, the weirder it sounds. <laughs> an, agent, an agent for purging the bowels, especially a laxative. <laughs> I don't think that's what we were looking for. Well, um, that's very similar. We're talking about George. Oh, wait. No, the- that's cathartic. My bad. Did I spell it wrong? Well, I said cathartic first because I thought that was the word. No, no. Okay, somebody write in and explain what word we're trying to talk about. That would be yes, great. Please, or leave a comment on the trailer for Mailbag Mania number two on the YouTube channel. Retro Rejects Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next. Excellent. Next question. Yeah. Please. This one. I will read this. This is from YouTube from our good friend and guest on episode six, Future Matt Five, our British shoot 'em up elitist. He asks, What will define for each of you how you feel your podcast series is going? Right. We had kind of the same answer to this. Um, and, and I said, I wrote first listener involvement, and, and you wrote agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like what we have already. I mean, I feel like it's going great. I feel like we have a great group of listeners. And, uh, you know, like the the downloads and all that stuff, we do take a look at that, but it doesn't really matter that much to us. I think we average around maybe 900 downloads per episode. Well, that's awesome, though. That is totally awesome. I'm really blown away by the fact that there's that many downloads on a regular basis. Yeah. So, it's you know, so looking awesome. back, I mean, it, it varies here and there, but, you know, but uh, I'd say like around we, 900. We say listener involvement, and that is yeah. huge. And like the, the comments we receive, they always are so awesome. Like we, we hear on Twitter, uh, the emails we get. I, I love 
the listener involvement. And I wish I, I want to figure out a way to do more. Um, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I mean, that's why we're doing mailbag to help, you know, to try to get more people involved and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, and but, the fact that we like the fact that we bump into like, uh, Sean and his wife, Christy yeah. you know, at, at Portland and, and that they listen to the show and that we were able to meet them and talk to them. That was like the coolest thing ever. It you really was. And I heard a lot of people up there like who listened to our show. It was so awesome. Yes. Uh, but you know, the other thing to me as our podcast is going well is just that you and I, like, I really love our friendship Mm-hmm. and our chemistry and the way it comes across on the show like i've listened to some of our episodes you know as i'm driving and you know i i forget how you know how <laughs> i think this sounds kind of maybe uh cheesy or whatever but yeah you know, i just really enjoy our friendship and the fact that we get to share our friendship on this show is cool i i agree and and i do great editing you absolutely do. <laughs> no i'm not joking i Every episode, I send you a, an email or something, and I say, man, you really did a great job, because yep. that's something people don't understand. Every sound effect, every cut, every time we, like, you know, fart or something, and you chop it out. Yep. <laughs> okay, that hasn't happened that I know of, but... No, that happened um, on the video, though, on our Retro Rejects <laughs> podcast pickups video. Dude, I video. cannot believe you did that. Part two, you can hear Chris fart. That wasn't me. It totally was you. But anyway, like, yeah, the editing, <laughs> the editing work that you do, you bring like this finished layer to the, to the show that like it, it, I don't know, triples the awesomeness. Well, thank you, Chris. You know, I, I really, I really know how to polish a turd. <laughs> um, all right. So I think we've sufficiently answered that. And thank you, Matthew, for sending that into the mail bag. Indeed. Um, our next question comes from a guy that you might know. Metal Jesus Rocks. And yeah. uh, we had the pleasure of meeting this gentleman in person in Portland. Uh, so thank you, Metal Jesus, for sending in this question. He asks, who's hotter, Kate Upton or Mila Kunis? Chris, what do you think? Well, you're, first thing I have to say... You're a bachelor now, so I think oh, you're stop. actually allowed to comment on this. <laughs> well, the first thing I'll say is that, you know, Metal Jesus and I shared a special moment in Portland uh, last year where he was eating a donut and he gave me that special look, you know? What kind I was of confused. donut was it? Was it the cream-filled kind? Oh, how dare you? <laughs> no, I think it was, um, I think it was like uh, a Fruit Loop cereal one I, I don't remember it wasn't actually. the retro liberty special donut no <laughs> no it wasn't no but we shared a special moment and so it, it's hard for me to i can't think about kate upton or, or mila kunis because i'm thinking about jason no i'm just kidding the the truth is yeah i don't know who kate upton is oh <laughs> no you are a liar i don't dude i live in a cave Dude, Mila Kunis is is very cute, but yeah. I feel kind of like you know she's kind of young, so it's hard for me to like think that way. Dude, she is. I, I've. What are you talking about? I've always loved Queen Latifah. Oh my gosh! No, just kidding. Actually, my like, I will ignore both of those people, and I will say Meg Ryan pre dude work pre lip work. Meg Ryan 
Kane is like the cutest, most adorable person in, ever. In which that movie little hair. Say, in which movie uh, would you say she was the hottest? In it's it's hard to know. I mean, it's somewhere after Inner Space. I don't like um, with the short hair. Oh, always, I, I've all, look. I'm I really like like the jawline and neck of a woman. Oh, it's awesome. So with the hair short, it makes it more like there. Okay, this is ridiculous. Can you please Google Kate Upton right at this very moment? For crying out loud, am I going to know who she is? Uh, it doesn't really matter. The question is, is she <laughs> hot? No. What? Okay. No, she, she's got something wrong with her. Something unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, I believe, completely natural. Okay. So, l- oh, let me, no, let me she's definitely not natural, dude, because there are what? more than one, there's more than one picture of her. And let's just say things are, are a changing. You think? You think they uh, are? Well, I definitely think, but I'm not looking anymore, dude. <laughs> well, I'm just for my own curiosity. <laughs> I have, as of May 2013, Vogue is telling me that they're real. Mm. That's what she. That's what she says. All right, so I'm gonna break this down for Metal Jesus because I've actually put a little thought into this question. Um, so Kate Upton is like, well, she's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I think that's like her big thing that that's what kind of got her noticed or whatever. And she's done a couple other things. Not, not a whole lot. I think she's kind of like your stereotypical, you know, American, you know, blonde hair, Mila is okay. She's first of all, she's thirty years old, Chris. Okay, so that's not, not like bad. she's like you know. Yeah, Kate no, is. I didn't know. Yeah, Kate is twenty-one, so she's probably a little too young for for us uh, old guys. But uh, Mila, in my opinion, is the hotter chick because yeah, she, I agree. It's more than just. I mean, she's very attractive, but she's very talented. I think she's a good actress. I think she has more of a personality. She comes off as smarter. So for me, it's 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 Mila. Agreed. But I have to say that my wife is actually hotter than all of these women. And now you say you have to say. Do you mean like <laughs> you have I mean, to say? She absolutely is without question hotter than either one of these chicks. But I. Metal Jesus took the time to send in this question, so I wanted to answer his question. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, our next question comes from YouTube, and it comes from Lego Studios 9083. Three-part question. Well, I'll ask the first one of you, okay? Okay. How many games do you have? Okay, I have about 1,550 games. I just I just went through and did a cleansing. I, I talked about this before, or maybe that was on a different podcast. But uh, what? <laughs> every so often, I I go through my collection and I'm kind of like, do I do I like you said, you know, do I even play this game? Do I like this game? Why do I have this in my collection? And I do like a purge, you yes. know. Yes. And and so and then I've got this pile, and. It's very cathartic. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it's like, you know, it's like trimming the fat kind of a thing. 
Um, yeah. And so I probably cut about a hundred games out of my collection just recently. And so that's why I know the number because I have my spreadsheet and it, it's 1,550, you know, give or take. How about you? You know, I honestly don't know anymore. My highest amount was well, well over a thousand. I mean, I just have more than 500 just with NES, but I don't currently know because I did do some purging like, you know. Yeah. Binge and purge, right? That's the uh, the life <laughs> of a gaming collector. You binge and purge. You buy lots, you know, sometimes, and you're like, oh, I already have these. And, yeah. Uh, you go to the swap meet or whatever, and you see a good deal. It's like two for, you know, three dollars or whatever. What do you do? You buy things that you that are just kind of nice to have, maybe that you've never heard of. It might be fun. Then you try it at home, and you're like, no, it's crap. I will never play this again. Why do I have it? Um, so question number two, how much should I pay for my friend's used N64 with one controller and GoldenEye? I think that uh, you can find an N64 with the controller if you're patient. You know, you, I've seen that sort of thing for 10 bucks. It just me easy. Um, GoldenEye, again, if you're patient, I've seen it for 5 bucks. You know, I've seen amazing things for 5 bucks. So it all just has to do with patience. Yeah. But I think that $30 would be a fair price. It's kind of near the ceiling of what I would pay, what I normally see that stuff for. Right. But $30 sounds about right. I agree. I would say like 25 to 30 realistically. That's a fair price. Well, and it's also your friend, right? Yeah. You got to have a bro discount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was um, going to say, you ought to give your friend you know, more money. He's your friend. No. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> Um, all right, and so the last question is, Chris, have you ever been to Digital Press? And he didn't just ask you, but I'm asking. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't even know what that was. Really, you never heard of yeah. it? I I don't know. I've heard people say it, but I didn't know what it was. Well, I know that it's like a retro video game store in Clifton, New Jersey. And I, actually, the only reason I know about it is because Angry Video Game Nerd has gone there and made some appearances there. And I want to say that Mamecade went there and like got him to sign some stuff. But yeah, I I looked into it and it looks like a really cool store. And if I was ever in the area, I would like to stop in. But I've never been there in person. So the next question is from YouTube and it's from Lama Miento. Mm -hmm. Eat your food, Tina. And he asks, gosh, gosh. What games would you like to see remade on a new console? Yes. Take it away, Vinny. Well, I have three games here that I picked. And uh, the first one is Streets of Rage. Need to have a remake of this. Immediately. And make it available on Steam so I can download it. Um, also, I would like a remake of Strider. Because there's just not enough Strider games, right? You had Strider for the arcade you have it on the nes and the genesis both pretty decent ports then you had strider returns which is kind of like nah. the bastard child of the series uh and then and then a true sequel strider 2 for the playstation 1 which i need to get it's on my wish list and it looks pretty awesome <laughs> Oh, by the way, did you notice how much you were coughing in the last episode? Dude, I think I just have, like, um, coal miner's lung. <laughs> coal, 
Well, my school is like 55 years old, and like this is kind of morbid but true. A lot of people that retire end up dying of cancer. You, you have an I'm, asbestos problem. There is asbestos in the ceiling, but they have like another ceiling below the ceiling. Yeah, seriously. It's something that concerns me, dude. You know, I always thought asbestos was kind of like a Mexican term. Doesn't, doesn't it sound Mexican? We should ask Ricky about Should this. I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> ask him what asbestos means in spanish yeah all right so um I, I think i've covered all the strider games yes yeah but you know what i actually had heard they were doing a remake of strider really yeah you have to look that up let's ask the internets i'm calling ricky okay go ahead i'm gonna look up strider Hey, Ricky. Hey, I have a weird question for you. Yeah. Does asbestos mean anything in Spanish? Asbestos? Asbestos. Yeah. Spell it out. Put it that way. It's, it's that chemical that is supposed to stop fires. Asbestos. And it gives you cancer. Asbestos? Yeah, but it sounds like a Spanish word. No, because you're going to say asbestos, it's like it reeks. <laughs> it reeks? <laughs> that's what it is. Apestos. Apestos. Oh, that's awesome. It reeks. Abestos. Like the best? Oh, that's it good. reeks. So you're, you're, abestos. You're, you're smelling that. Nice. Yeah, I just, yeah, we're actually recording the mailbag mania, and I thought I'd call you because the word asbestos came up. And you know, vintage, he, he likes to talk about your heritage. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I thought, I said, I should phone a friend. Oh, so. let them know that there is, there is. What? We're not filming. You don't we're, film we're audio. <laughs> we're recording, but yeah, that's what Vintage said. Yeah. Wait, wait. Tell, tell him. Tell him. I have yes. some news for him. Wait, Vintage has some news. I'm gonna put an earbud, and maybe you'll be able to hear him. Let's see. Go ahead and talk, Vintage. Okay. So I I just found out him? that uh, they're making. No. <laughs> He can't hear you. Oh, well. All right, just hang up. If you can hear me, I love you. Okay. In a, you know, not that kind of way, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I'll talk to you later, man. All right, Chris. Hey, Chris. Yeah. I love you, too. I love you, man. <laughs> Bye. It was sweet. All okay. right. All right. That was very nice. All right. Um. Thank you, Ricky, for that uh, on-site report. So, yeah, I just looked it up, and guess what? They are making a Strider remake. It's called Strider HD. It's not called Strider Returns for Reels. <laughs> no, but that would be better. It says an all-new title, Strider HD, is currently being developed by Double Helix Games, will be released on the PlayStation Network, uh, Xbox Live Arcade, blah, 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 and Steam in early 2014. Yay. So look at that. It's like, nice. I, I say it and it happens. Uh, dude, I actually tweeted about this like six months ago. Okay, cool. All right, well, how about this one, Mr. Smarty Pants? Wizards and Warriors for the NES. Never going to happen. I want a remake. Those were fun. They were fun. Yeah, there's those g games like that that are so memorable and iconic in our childhood that we're never going to see. It's unfortunate. There's something about, especially the first game, that is so addictive to me. I don't know what it is. 
The first one, I agree. It's so addictive. Like, I, I can just sit down, and once I start playing it, like, it'll be six hours later. And... I think it's that the song is, is like, so repetitive oh. that it, like, lures you into this state, altered state of consciousness. You just, don't even know. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing anymore. You're just a knight. You're just jumping around in the trees. It's one of those yeah. frustrating games that's actually fun, and you just feel driven to, like, keep going. That is another game made by Rare. Mmm. Another rare classic. Man, they just pumped them out back then. What happened? So sad. So sad. Now, how about yourself? Well, the first thing I want to say about this entire subject, and this is kind of maybe controversial to say, but I have not been too, like, just looking over the history of all remakes or updates on more current consoles, I have almost never been satisfied you know, like you talked about the Strider series. Yeah. Any of the updates to Strider, none of them have topped maybe like the Genesis and the NES versions to me. Now, I don't know if that's nostalgia or if it's just that developers can't recapture it. I don't did, know. Did you play the PS1 game? Strider? Strider 2. I have not. I've heard that it's pretty good, but I've not. I haven't played it. I've just Didn't, watched reviews of it, and yeah, it I looks good. I think Johnny did a review of the Strider series, yes, right? Yes, I believe And he, he recommended did. that, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. No, I haven't. But, I mean, seriously, a lot of games, I, I think they've lost, they lose some of their magic, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. But, I mean, in Fantasyland, in our minds, we can imagine how it would be and how it would be perfect. And one of the games that I've always been disappointed with sequels to is Blaster Master. And uh, the first Blaster Master, that little hover car vehicle that you're driving around, it is so awesome to play a side-scroller in that machine. Didn't it have a name? It does, but I can't remember it right now. Yeah, it does. I'll check it out. It's like a girl's name. Sophia. No. No, I think it's Sophia, dude. Come on. Uh, That doesn't ring a bell. I'm looking it up now. Good. There he finds an armored tank named Sophia the Third. I told you. <laughs> a vehicle designed to battle radioactive mutants that live inside the Earth. Jason mounts Sophia. Oh my. Find the whereabouts of Fred. <laughs> and once you flip. destroy the mutants and their leader, the plutonium boss. I don't know that he mounts Sophia. I he think gets that's inside her. This is Wiki, Wikipedia <laughs> is saying this. You know, somebody took liberties with that statement. Yeah. I. That's kind I of to, like a, uh, what do you call it, an innuendo? Innuendo. You're yeah. adding extra letters to every <laughs> word today, man. What's going on with you? I don't know. Innuendo. You're it, adding letters. I said innuendo. No, you didn't. That's what I said. <laughs> No, when you go back to edit it, you'll probably replace it with the correct word, but you'll hear you added a D. No, it I doesn't didn't. belong. You said end, you endo. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah. I think that I think a, a new Blaster Master, and I know they've done like a, a return to Blaster Master recently, like an update, and I don't think that, that it did very well. I want it to be done right. There's a PS1 version that no, kind of Not even that. Yeah. Not even that. They did one for downloadable. Um, really? Yeah, in the past year or two. Um, I didn't even get to get a chance to play it because I, I was just waiting to see what people said, and I didn't. It didn't seem glowingly good, so I just said, "Ask through it." Well, what? What? How can you talk bad about it if you never played it? I'm just a follower. Here it is, Blaster Master Overdrive. 
I'm just a follower, man. I, I don't have um, my own opinions. We came out for the Wii game Wii. console, an update of the formula of the original. So, I mean, this looks right. kind of good. Yeah, but what did people say? That's the thing. Well, I don't care. You should check it out. Maybe I will. That said, report- look, here. Uh, Blastmaster Overdrive is well-received by game critics, praising the title as a modern upgrade to the classic NES game. You know, but I still recall, like, when it came out, I remember hearing somewhere, I don't know if someone did a YouTube on it, because um, I was seriously considering it, and I just thought, well, I don't know if I really want to put money down on it right now, and it's probably not even that expensive. So, yeah, it's a digital download. Um, it's only available on WiiWare. Right, and I could, you know, I could get that. but And it's made by Sunsoft. But look, I have to I have to show my complete ridiculous obsession with my favorite game, Super Metroid, and say that I would absolutely love to see a 3DS upgrade for Super Metroid with 3D, and that they would do sort of like a zero mission treatment and add a couple areas. Um, I don't want them to strip away a lot of the stuff like they did in Zero Mission, where they you know they really hold your hand too much. Uh, maybe have that as an option. But I would love to see new areas and have 3D, have the backgrounds further back and, uh, you know, keep it basically the same. I don't want them to, to jank up the controls too much. I'd, I want them to keep some of the, the ways you can bend or break the game even because that's part of what makes it so awesome to me. Jank? Oh, yeah. Is that a word? It is. I'm looking at it. Except up. you would add a D that's not there. You'd say the jank. Um, jank. Urban Dictionary. I don't know what that's going to say. To jank something up means to screw it up. I went for a ride last night. I went flying over a bump and landed right on my jank. <laughs> and that's your junk. That's junk. <laughs> jink, the area between one's balls and bum. For crying out loud, man. <laughs> How do you spell this? J-A-N-K. That's what I looked up. Well, that whatever you're reading is janked up, man. Look, the Urban Dictionary is never wrong. It be correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, excellent. Um, that covers that. Let's keep on rolling. And this next question was sent to the Gmail account by Christian Z, or Zed, if you're from the UK. And he says, NES Complex... <laughs> What is your best memory from childhood? (sighs) (laughs) I'm just sighing because I feel bad like that it's addressed to me. You know, you do have memories from your childhood. I'm assuming. You know what? No, I don't. And and (laughs) you are the star of the show. So shut up. So please share with us. We're all I'm at the edge of my seat right now. There is too many amazing memories from childhood, and I actually want to save some of it for our December Christmas episode, because a lot of them have to do with Christmas. So I'll, I'm trying to think of a non-Christmas ep- uh, memory here, and I remember we were at Disneyland, and you know those quarter machines where the claw comes down and grabs like a toy? Of course. My brother put one quarter in, and he got one, like immediately, <laughs> first try. <laughs> And so then, so my parents gave us both like quarter, like a quarter to do it. And so I put in the quarter and I did not get it. And I was really little, you know, like five or something. And I probably was crying. So and this so, is your best memory of from childhood. Well, no, it, no, and I'll, I'll get to it. 
So my dad went over there and he just he wanted to get this for me. And I don't know how much he sunk into it. Like I don't know. It could have been twenty dollars. I don't even know. But he stayed at that machine until he got me something. And it just was like it's one of those moments where I'm like, you know, Dad, I really appreciate my dad. That's nice. And yesterday was his birthday, so happy birthday, Dad. Awesome. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. What? <laughs> He doesn't listen. No, I, he's never listened. I don't yeah. think he's ever. He's never watched my show at all. That's you know, like my dad. It's he frustrating. Like, Come on, dad. Like sharing like, a little bit. Watch something. He just wants to watch old cowboy shows. <laughs> 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 the Rifleman. That's no, awesome. but he. So he he put in the final quarter and he pulled out this little stupid looking bear, and I kept it. You know, was it it's just one of. No, it's it's a little brown bear. It looks like a little brown bear, but it actually kind of resembles a football. Like, you know, it's so it's so small. I mean, it's about the size of a potato, like a baking potato. Okay. Right? It's not very big. That's what she said. <laughs> but that thing is special to me. Like, I only have a few um like, you know, I have a lot of games and toy type things from when I was a kid, but right. I only have one plastic bin in my garage of like childhood stuff like yeah. that. And that's one of the things that I have. Oh in there, wow, for sure. that's great that you still yeah. have it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I tell my kids that story that's a or whatever. Good story. What about you though, man? You you have memories from childhood. Come on. Oh jeez. Na. No, give give <laughs> us from your childhood, man. I want to know. Oh wow, I haven't even thought about this. Your best memory doesn't even come to mind. All right, all right. I got one. I I got a good one. Okay. So it was my birthday. And I probably was in second or third grade. I was really into Voltron at the time. Awesome. And this was the coolest thing I think that my mom ever did. Like when it comes to a birthday present. So I woke up and, you know, I opened the door and sitting right on the floor outside of my door was one of the, one of the lions Wow. And there was a little note on it. And it was basically like it told me to go to like a particular place in the house. Oh. Right? And so and I can't remember what order it is, but you know, there's five lions and what it ended up being like a scavenger hunt to find all five of the lions like and they were, you know, brand new in box. I had I repurchased, you know, the set on eBay for like 50 bucks but because you know it got lost in time and it probably got right. broken from playing with it but yeah um it was just like in i got up before everybody else and for some reason i had got up early and i just went through the house you know in the quiet morning of a saturday morning and everybody else was asleep and i did the scavenger hunt and it was just the coolest thing and i found all the voltrons And I opened them up and, you know, put them together. And it was so cool. And I thought so thoughtful of my mom to do that. You know, that is like, seriously, that is like a really awesome story. Yeah. And it it makes me want to be a better dad. Like, Mm. seriously, when I hear stuff like that, like both of our stories here, like anyone who's listening who has kids, just, just do something this week. Like, just surprise them. Just do something crazy that surprises them that they'll remember forever. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, but those memories, I mean, that's what yeah. life is made of. That's awesome. And I have another one that's quick, like with my dad. I remember, and I was probably seven years old. And I just remember it was something simple. Like he just took me to Great America and Gurney, Illinois. And it was just so cool. And at that time, you know, my two sisters had been born and it was just like father son time. And he he made a point to be like, hey, you know, this is special. Like just you and me are going to go to Great America and we're going to go on all the rides that you want to go on. And I remember like he bought me a bomb pop. And I remember it was so hot that day. It was in the summertime. And I got the bomb pop and literally like took it out of the package and it just melted like immediately bomb in my hand. <laughs> yeah, you, d- you don't know what a bomb pop. It's like those red, white, and blue pops. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's like strawberry and, yeah. you know, whatever. The three different flavors. Kind of like a churro in shape. Yeah, kind of. Okay. I mean, it, it looks like a rocket is what it's supposed to be. But it was just such an awesome thing. And so, yeah, my daughter, you know, is six right now and she's going to turn seven. And I've been I've remembered that. And so I was thinking like next summer that that's something that I want to do. I want to make sure that I, you know, give them like time where it's just like me and and my daughter, you know, do something special like that. That's fantastic. All right. So the second part of his question is, do your kids play retro games with you and share your passion. That is interesting because you know I just my kids were just over this weekend and uh, my daughter wanted to play TurboGrafx 16. Mm. <laughs> so we I just got the whole stack of few cards out there and she just went through them and she was trying them all out, trying blazing lasers and and she loved Crater Maze with that creepy that creepy oh, yeah. picture. Like, she yeah, loved like, that game. Right. Like yeah. a lot of them, she put them in, and like you know, some of those shoot 'em ups are hard. Blazing lasers isn't uh, overly difficult, but some of them, she's like, ah, forget it. She tried Bloody Wolf. <laughs> That's actually the one she wanted to play the most at first. Bloody Wolf. I was like, it's kind of like an like Contra ish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was trying to describe it. She's like, oh, gotta play that. But, uh, <laughs> when she played Crater Man, she kept playing it. She loved it. Um, and my son, he's eight, and he plays retro games. Um, you know, he he likes uh, Kirby a lot. Mm-hmm. And just like his old man, you know, he loves Super Metroid. And like, you know, he just he's going to turn eight on the eighth. So on Friday, he turns eight. But he was here with me. So I gave him his uh, birthday present early mm-hmm. and um, I gave him Adventure Time on 3DS. Nice. Yeah. He he loves Adventure Time. They just think it's so funny. And so there's a 3DS game mm-hmm. and um and so i gave him that he totally loved it and it's fun it's a good it actually looks like a pretty good game has sort of like uh well it's hard i haven't played it enough to really give it a fair (laughs) a fair um but it looks like it is really fun and he played it for a long time after i gave it to him so i think he really liked it but in terms of retro games yeah he loves super metroid he beat super metroid when he was six yeah i remember you telling me that it always cracks me up when i hear these people like the wall jumping yeah, like, like yeah. you know, I'm I'm doing the review. I'm I'm about to make my return to YouTube, and I'm like, you know, six minutes into what's probably going to be about a 15 minute video. Mm-hmm. Six minutes are final. Part of the video, though, I talk about complaints about it. Like modern people say, I'm lost. I can't figure it out. I quit. You know? <laughs> and I'm thinking, my six year old beat this. He beat every single part. Like there was a part when he got stuck at Ridley, and he kept dying. 
And he, he said, Dad, I want you to beat it for me. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Because I want you to have the satisfaction of doing it, of like beating something. You, you want to quit, but you don't. And so he did. And he yeah. was so glad he did. Yeah. Um, he beat me, uh, Mother Brain. And then he kept getting stuck. They're like trying to escape the planet as it's exploding. He kept running out of time. Mm-hmm. And, but he kept trying. And he finally did it. And the, the look of exhilaration and excitement on his face after he conquered the entire game by himself at the age of six. That's incredible. Uh, it really was awesome to see that. Now, dude, I was playing like Donkey Kong on the ColecoVision at age six. I know, I know. <laughs> too. I mean, what? Well, the games have changed a lot, and I sucked at it. <laughs> but I mean, to like kind of maybe bring down his accomplishment a little bit. Not that I want to, but I he'd seen me play it through so many times. You know, like when I was getting ready to record that footage that was lost a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. I played it through a few times before I recorded the footage because I wanted to be as proficient and quick as I could. Um, and so he watched me play it th- few, uh, through a few times and he just was trying to you know, learn from it. And he absolutely loves it. There's a part in this new video. I, I told him to wall jump up this incredibly long corridor. Mm-hmm. It's a corridor in the game you're supposed to do a shine spark where you run real fast and then you, you zip up like, like yeah. a rocket. You're supposed to do that to get through. And I said, why don't you wall jump up, jump up this thing? So I handed him the controller. He does it like in one try. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot. I mean, it's like 20 consecutive wall jumps. And I and just to hear people like, wall jumping's hard. I can't do it. <laughs> like, oh, man. Here's my little boy. Now, how old were you when, you when you first beat that game? Actually, it's kind of weird. It came out in 94. But at that time in my life, I actually stopped playing games for a few years. Mm-hmm. So I didn't play it probably till 97, which means I would have been a, about 19 or 20. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do you think that your experience of playing and beating that game was somehow imprinted in your DNA code? And then it could have like, it's somehow inside your son's <laughs> DNA. Eh? Yes. <laughs> It absolutely is. That's cool. Science is cool. Yeah, I don't know how it happens, but my DNA is actually, it's got, um, you know, Metroids in it. It's fascinating. So what about you? Do your kids play? Okay, so yes. And I think I've mentioned this before, but my daughter really loves the Sega Genesis. In particular, she likes Sonic the Hedgehog 1, and she likes to play World of Illusion. Um, because World of Illusion is a two-player co-op game. And so we play together, and she always has to be Mickey, and I'm always Donald. And (laughs) we're doing pretty good. Like, I think we can get to the third stage together. And it's it's fun. It's really cool. Like, I tried to get her started out on ColecoVision and Atari, and she just didn't want any part of it well you mentioned that she was playing strawberry shortcake yes that was the only game that she liked it was strawberry shortcake on the 2600 and it was for me very painful experience (laughs) but yeah you have to just it's like you have to match like the head the body and the legs and when you get it right it plays a little song and so that entertained her for a good like 20 minutes but yeah, Genesis, and then um, my son is three, and he likes to play the Space Harrier game. Um, he can't get past the dragon on the first stage. 
My wow. daughter, my daughter can like she'll play it and she can she can get pretty far actually, um, you know, with unlimited continues and whatnot. Wow. But uh, yeah, that's the extent of it, and um, yeah, it's they, they like it. You know, they like coming down to the game room, and we hang out here. And my son plays with all my vintage toy collection. And- yeah, that's funny. When I was visiting you last January, uh, your son wanted to play with your X-wing. Yeah, and like he broke the window off the front. Yeah, and and it was it was just so cute how he was like, um, I broke the window, Daddy. He kept yeah. saying it or something. He's like, Can and, you fix this? But what was cool is yeah. like how you were about it. You know, you, um, I don't want to be that guy who's like so protective of my things. You know, that right. I freak out on my kid. What are you doing? You broke the window. <laughs> you, know, and you were so like, like we were playing Gauntlet or something when he was playing with this. Yeah. And uh, you you were like so nonchalant, and you're like, okay, I'll fix it. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. it was just a really good thing. Like I could tell, you're a good father, man. Oh, you're thank good, you. good dad. So are you. Yeah, now it I wasn't try. truly broken. It's just you know no. that canopy piece always kind of comes off. But I will I will say that I take off the guns on the end because I'm afraid it, I don't want him to like bend them or break them. Right. <laughs> so I whenever I give it to him, I take those off like. Certain toys he wants to play with, I kind of will remove certain pieces that are prone to breaking because you know <laughs> these toys are expensive. <laughs> yes, they are. But you know, I want them to play with them, and you know, they're toys for you know that's what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, I think we're winding down here. I yeah, think, I think so too. I think this will be the last question, and it's three questions, so it's yes. It'll be the last one. The next one has four questions, so we'll definitely stop with this. Yeah, we'll we'll stop with this. So th- this is from Dave J, and it came from Gmail, and he says, "What do you think is the most underrated video game series?" Do we not talk about this before? I don't think we have. I feel like we did, but in a different, maybe in a different way. Yeah, but this is different enough. Let's do it. So, like, for me, I think the Gargoyles Quest series with uh, Gargoyles Quest on the Game Boy, um, Gargoyles Quest 2 on NES, and Demon's Crest on Super Nintendo. That actually would be a series I would love to see a new game in. But I want it to be side-scrolling, you know? Yeah. But uh, I just love his skill set, right? The way he jumps and clings on a wall and how he can fly for limited amounts of time. And as the game goes on, he can increase his flight, his hovering ability. Um, I love that he shoots fire out. And just his character, his persona being like this, like, well, I mean, he's a demon, but it, he seems a lot more cute than a demon, you know? Yeah. But in Demon's Crest in particular, all the different incarnations, if you will, like the uh, earth and water and fire, like he can change into different types of uh, yeah. demons, I guess. Yep. It just is so awesome. And I think it's just a series like people don't give it the respect it deserves. It is really solid. It I'm yeah. baffled. Yeah, I have no respect for it. Literally? Seriously? Yeah, I've never have even played it. I've not played any of them. Yeah, you actually told me to bring Demon's Crest to Portland and I didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you straight up were like, "No, I'm not bringing it." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is like one of my favorite games. It's like I have to keep that locked up. And you know what else I remembered is that we were supposed to play Blazing Lasers and you never let me play that either. We What's didn't have a TurboGrafx there. I there mean, was one at the expo. Where were you? 
I was sitting there playing TG sixteen with a uh, with Jeremy for um, and Dave. Well, yeah, there was Wait, a point it, where I yeah. couldn't find you, but when I did find you, you weren't like, "Hey, play Blazing Lasers." Ah, and, and sorry, that's okay. We'll have to do it next time. You know, we'll get together. I actually was thinking, even if I don't come for like a mag fest, I wanna, I wanna fly out there again sometime. What? I do. It's expensive. Dude, I'm a bachelor. I just sit in my house all the time. I, I can go anywhere I want all right. any day of the week. It's just a different world. I was telling Greg, I'm going to go to Chicago. Actually, that didn't. I was going to go next weekend. Really? Yeah, I, like, I was ready to do it, but it's my son's birthday. It just didn't. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. Um, well, yeah, just give me some notice and then we can oh, yeah. go. Yeah, that we can go do stuff and have a good old time. Yay! Just make sure it's okay with Mrs. Geek, because oh, I don't yeah. want to intrude on your family. Mrs. Geek is cool. Um. All right. What about you? Okay. Well, I, yeah, I have a few. Oh, now I know why this is different because he asked us underrated series. So I think before we were asked about specific games. Yeah, maybe so. So this is why this is different. So I I have three. Um, I said Wonder Boy. And Johnny, again, Happy Console Gamer, did an awesome overview of all the games in the series. They're just awesome. And and I'm I'm not a huge RPG guy, but these games are like action RPG. So right. I'm I'm into that. Oh, um, me too. They're just really well done games that I don't think anybody really cares about. The next one I put is the Turok series. Yeah, I always feel like this kind of gets second billing. You know, I like the first one. I think is probably my favorite. And I have, I have the the recent one was like on the PS2, right? Evolution. They may have done more after that, but that's the most recent one that I have. Um, and then the last one I put is the Otagi. Uh, series, and so these are just two games that came out on the Xbox. And they're kind of hack and slash. And I had never even heard of them until recently. I kind of randomly picked them up at, at a retro store that's out here. That that one that we went to right. when you were here, that's where I picked up the first one. And I kind of like rolled the dice on it. And it was only five bucks. And I really liked it. And then I found out there was a sequel. So I got that too. You know, it's kind of like Japanese it's, I think it's set in some kind of samurai era or something like that. I never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's Otagi. O-T-A-G-I. Very cool. All right, next question. What is your guilty pleasure game? You know, I seriously don't understand that. Like, I don't even understand. What does it mean? I think it means it's a game that that is like... Most people would think it's a lame, but you kind of like it. So, like, like let's say I liked Pokemon, which I don't. Right. Um, I would say that would be my guilty pleasure game because I happen to be one of those people that think it's lame. I don't know if yeah, that I'd, makes any sense at all. Yeah, I think you're getting tired. <laughs> I think you like flipped that around. I a mean, game that you think is like, lame, but you play it anyway. That doesn't sound like a guilty pleasure. It just sounds like something's wrong. No, 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 no. I mean, I hate that this most game. People think yeah, it's 
Like, all right, here's a better example. Like, Pokemon. Kate and Ashley. And Aaron loves them. Right. So let's say Aaron was really into Mary, Kate, and Ashley. And, you know, if people found out that he was playing them, they would make fun (laughs) of them. That that kind of a... That's a guilty pleasure. Okay. Well, I really don't think I have any. Seriously. Yeah. I... I pretty much stick to games that I really like. Same here. I I don't really have one, but I wanted to give some kind of answer. So I thought about guilty pleasure music that yeah. I listen to. Um, and so I actually wrote down here that I I said I don't know about gaming, but I like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry songs. <laughs> My daughter was listening to Taylor Swift for a while. She was getting into her, and I just remember that song, Mean. I think it's called Mean. I don't know. It wasn't too bad. I'll say this about both of them. I think that they're both total dingbats. <laughs> but I like their songs. Like, when they come on, I, le- I like, don't turn the channel. Wow. I think they're good. I think they're talented. But I don't think I they're do that too. smart. I don't know about Katy Perry at all. I mean, I know a little bit about her past and stuff, but I don't know about her as a musician. Really? Ta- Taylor Swift, actually, she like writes her stuff, though, which I have a lot of respect for in yeah. this day and age. I didn't like her at first because I heard her live, and I thought she sounded like garbage live. But well, I think over fair. the last few years, I think she's it really improved, you know, like her vocal ability. Yeah. And Katy Perry, I think, is very awesome, like talented, but very dumb in her decisions of who she chooses to uh, marry and or date. Yeah, she's made a lot of bad decisions in life, I think. I don't think this is this is probably more than people want to hear about, like what we're talking about right now. Yeah. OK, so, so the, let's, the third let's question go to the. Yeah. Do you want to read the last? Yes. One? What 8-bit or 16-bit game has the best soundtrack in your humble opinion? Okay, so I'm not really good about this. I'm not musically inclined. So I just put Zelda with a question (laughs) mark, and I'm going to call it a night. That's that, huh? (laughs) No specific Zelda, just Zelda? Zelda? Okay, um, I remember when I was a kid, I, I actually set a tape recorder up next to my TV, and I recorded Mega Man. Like, I would just, as soon as you would start the level, I would just let him stand there, and I'd record. Mm. So, I actually made soundtracks of that, because the Mega Man music always is phenomenal, in my opinion. Just really cool. Yeah. Um, but I'd have to say, like, a lot of Super Nintendo games. Zelda A Link to the Past, um, definitely amazing soundtrack. Uh, Chrono Trigger, um... Uh, obviously, I'd say Super Metroid, but I'm, I'll gloss over that so I don't get too fanboyish. But <laughs> yeah, all of those stand out. I actually have like I, I made a Super Metroid soundtrack. I listen to in the car sometimes. My son listens to it all the time. Yeah. So yeah, that that would be that would be my opinion. And if you want to know about Super Metroid soundtrack, just watch the video that'll probably come out this weekend. I'm excited about that. I am too, man. Hey, I just thought of one more because um, I had a buddy come over for an overnight hangout session. And uh, I'll talk about it in our next episode a little bit more. But one of the games that we were playing is a game that I got in Portland, which was Super Double Dragon. 
and we played it you know almost all the way to the end we almost beat it but we we couldn't and the music in that was just awesome like the 16-bit versions of you know there's two really iconic tracks that are associated with double dragon and they just sounded so awesome do you have that game i don't oh man it's so good <laughs> yeah i love it i'm so glad i picked that up in port well we'll, we'll, we'll play these games for real like when we came when i came out there there was too much magfest going on so when i come out next time it yeah. won't be magfest so we'll we'll just have a like a slumber party no, 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 uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's an overnight hangout session. Oh, is that what you call it when you're 35? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I never called them slumber parties anyway. That's some chick stuff, right? I called it um, staying the night. <laughs> or I don't know. What do you call right, it? Or sleepover. Like a sleepover. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But dude, that was so fun back then. Like that. Oh, we should talk I'll, about I'll ta- that. I'll talk about I'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah. It, it was makes fun. sense. Yeah, it was good. Oh, I can't believe I didn't think about those. That's totally something we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, for sure. All right, cool. Well, you know what? Let's wrap this up. But I yeah. just have to say that was a lot of fun. I think we covered a lot of ground. It's nice to have one of these episodes and get a lot of the questions um, that people have been, I don't know, they've probably given up that we're ever going to answer. Well, but, it's been, I'm looking here and these questions were asked back in the end of April and May <laughs> of 2013. <laughs> Well, hey, that's only six months ago. Look, it's it's the tortoise and the hare. You know, it's like slow and steady wins the race. We will answer every question. That's right. We promised. We promised we would. And we yeah. at the Retro Rejects podcast, we fulfill our promises. We're men of our word. Except when it comes to buying a Sega Master System for me in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. I'm just messing with you, dog. <laughs> I'm going to get you one. Yeah, classic vintage. I'm going to have to, like, uh, check Craigslist or something. <laughs> no, seriously, you don't have to get me one. Don't. I'm going to get you I don't want. I don't want you to get me one. I am. One of these <sighs> days. It may take a while. But I'll, I'll be on the lookout. I. All right, man. So... Yes, thanks for having a podcast with me. Dude, it is such a pleasure to do this show with you. You can't you have no idea. I look forward to it every time and I always enjoy it. So, I'm I'm just glad that we're doing it and you know, it's going to be fun. We have an episode coming out in another 2 weeks or so and we have a, very a special guest that will remain secret. Yes. It'll be fun. I agree. Well, see you later. Bye. 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 <laughs> well, crap. You turd burglar. <laughs> what the flip does that mean, dude? That's nasty. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> no, I'm good. I think it's... Wasn't that a McDonald's uh, character? <laughs> well, that's uh... the hamburglar. <laughs> Right, right, right. Here, let me look it up. Turd oh, burglar. Back. Okay, Urban Dictionary. I can't read this. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> why? why I, you know, I think we all knew. Like, 
there's another definition. When you are taking a crap in a public restroom and someone tries to come into your stall, even though it's locked, they try forcing their way in there because they don't know you are there. That's so stupid. You know what? When you just read that, I've never heard you like that. You sounded like a different guy. A person who unknowingly tries to open the door of, of an occupied bathroom stall. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of this weird time. I went to the mall. <laughs> and no, this is really weird. And like, it, it's a pretty big mall in Riverside. And, and I went into the bathroom and there were many stalls. <laughs> and they were empty. They were empty. But there was one stall that didn't have a door, right? <laughs> and as I walk by... There's an old man sitting on that one. Like, pick one of the other stalls, but there's an old man sitting there. And, it, like, it was a <laughs> surreal moment. Like, he's sitting there with his pants down, and he kind of, like, it's almost scary, dude. He just kind of looked up, like, real slow. His head slowly looks up, and I'm like, whoa. And, you know, I turned my head away real quick, like, what the flip did I just see? It was almost like it could have been haunted and he could have been like some creepy ghost, right? He's been crapping for 200 years. Okay, the mall's not that old, but yeah. It's like he's like an expositionist, like crap. I think it's exhibitionist. <laughs> <not expositionist. laughs> an expositionist. He would have been lecturing us, dude. <laughs> oh my God. This is, this is gold. Somehow we got to use this. So well, maybe that's the end. <laughs> Yeah, ending with the reverse turd burgling. <laughs> wow, dude, you're like losing it. <laughs> oh god, that's so funny, dude. It's you just know what else is funny when you slammed your hand down like a box <laughs> appeared on the on the spreadsheet, like you hit something and it just like popped right then. I don't know why this is so funny to me. I'm very immature. <laughs> <laughs>